This is Coach Lee, and you're listening to The Door Report. On today's episode of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors, we've got Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. We give you a full preview. We're joined by Andy Kostka, the Mississippi State beat reporter for the Clarion Ledger. We dive into the keys to victory for either team, but also this is the first trip to Nashville for Mississippi State since 2009. Can Vanderbilt make it an unpleasant trip? For Mike Leach and the Bulldogs, we will find out on Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern time, kickoff on the SEC Network at Dudley Field. We've also got a busy weekend on campus, the Black and Gold Series, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It is free admission, so go check out the boys at the Hawk. And we also touch on the new Vandy hockey jerseys. We're both big fans of them, a little sneak peek there. We've got all that and much more coming right up here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Let's ride. You're listening to The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation, anchor down. Welcome into The Door Report. It is episode 117. It is October 22nd, 2021. We are powered by the fine folks at Alaco Finewood Floors. Will, it's Mississippi State Week. The Cowbells are coming to Nashville. I don't know if they're allowed at Vanderbilt Stadium or not. Uh, I don't know if Vandy folks are going to are gonna like those very much. But, Will, also hockey is back in Nashville. Vanderbilt hockey. How about those, those jerseys? Pretty... Pretty flame. We got to get one for the door port. Uh, the Black and Gold Series is also this weekend at Hawkins Field. We'll have a full Mississippi State preview. We'll give you our three keys to watch in this one. And also Andy Kostka, Mississippi State's beat writer for the Clarion Ledger, will join the podcast a little bit later. But, Will, another week. Vanderbilt's getting back at it. Mike Wright is going to start. We get to see some more Magic Magic Mike on Saturday. So, should be interesting. Well, this may this might be the most interesting game because we know it's winnable. But if, if certain things happen, it could get ugly. So th- this is an interesting matchup. Well, I'm, you're playing the Pirate. You're playing Mike Lee. So anytime <laughs> you play the Pirate, you, you're going to have some interesting thing, things some happen fireworks. and play against that air raid offense of his. So it's always interesting playing against Mississippi State because of their obsession with Vanderbilt's baseball scholarship <laughs> situation, A. Uh, no matter what sport it is, that somehow gets brought into it. And then B, uh, you've got the interesting uh, side with Mike Leach and his whole personality and persona there, combined with the fact that you have quarterback questions going into this game. Yes, uh, injury do. issues, not just for the Commodores, but for Mississippi State as well. So you have a lot of question marks hanging over both teams going into this matchup. Yeah, we'll see how healthy Will Rogers is. That's going to be a key. He got banged up. That might be a good thing for Vandy that Mississippi State played Alabama last week. Uh, but Will also, <clears throat> this it's, it's Mike Leach versus Clark Lee. Mike Leach, one of the best offensive minds in the country versus Clark Lee, one of the best defensive minds in the country. So this should be an interesting matchup in all areas of this one. <clears throat> as I try to clear my throat here, but before, yeah, I'm good. But before we get to the preview, Will, for, don't forget to follow us on Twitter to all our viewers at door underscore report and Instagram door dot report. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on anchor iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcasts. And while you're at it, give our podcast five stars and a review on iTunes. All right, let's get to the Mississippi state preview. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No matter what style you're going for, you can trust your flooring job to a Laco Fine Wood Floors. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day. Get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303. Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Craftsmanship you can stand on. All right, well, before we dive into this, I know you wanted to touch on these hockey jerseys. Those things are sweet. They got the anchor on one of them. I think it's the black alternate with the anchor, if I'm not mistaken. And then they've got the white uh, with, with the uh, with, with the Vandy script on there. So, well, th- this is something that I think Vanderbilt's uniforms has been always something we always talk about. But man, those hockey ones are, are awesome. Yeah, I don't know anything about college <laughs> hockey. They're playing I forgot like they the, had a team. They're playing in like the Division Two CHL Collegiate Hockey League, I believe. So you're asking the wrong guy if you want the details of how that works and everything in conferences and detailed breakdown. But the one thing I can do is look at that jersey and say I want one. And that's that's all I can say right now is I want one of those jerseys. We're going to have to find a way uh, to buy one of those We're, to hey, the Vanderbilt Pro Shop, whatever it is. I got to get one. Anything we got to do, we'll attach our square account. <laughs> anything we got to do. Ramon Davis and, and some other football players want some. They're, they've been quote tweeting that. Uh, but we'll also, the Black and Gold Series is this weekend. And that's something big for, for Vandy baseball people. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll probably have a little recap on that after, after this weekend. But that is getting, uh, getting going this weekend. But also, we got a home football game at Vanderbilt Stadium, 4 o'clock Eastern time kickoff on the SEC Network, another 4 o'clock kick there, SEC Network uh, for Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. And, well, initially looking at this matchup, you, you got to talk. You got to start with the quarterbacks, and not only Mike Wright with Vandy, but Will Rogers at Mississippi State, and he got beat up against Alabama. He was – it seemed like watching – I watched a little bit of that game, and he was getting hit almost every play. So, Will, that's a key. And, and I know it was reported that he's going to play, but – who knows how healthy he is? And I know it's the Vanderbilt D line is a lot different than Alabama's D line, but man, that's going to be interesting to watch if Vanderbilt can maybe get some pressure on him and, and affect his, his ability to throw the ball and maybe even run. You could see some, some interesting thing, ha- things happen in this game. Yeah. You have Mississippi state coming off a pr- They didn't play really that badly against Alabama. That's the thing. I mean, you got to remember they were playing Alabama. They got beat yeah. by 40, but they were playing Alabama. But what they did do is they got physically beaten up because they played tough. But I mean, it's Alabama. You're playing against mm-hmm. the most talented physically roster in right. the country, maybe outside of Georgia. And Will Rogers, when he went down, I thought it was a collarbone immediately because just how they, it looked. I don't awesome. remember exactly what play it was, but the player landed on top of him as he was falling onto his side. Yeah. But they said he was going to play. He had an MRI. It was negative. An AC joint sprain, I believe, was the official diagnosis they gave. But this college football stuff where they're like hiding injuries and you saw it kind of with with Ken Seals and Vanderbilt uh, th- this last Serious. week. But I mean, it's kind of amazing if you would you would have had that situation in the NFL. You're just hiding. You have no idea who's going to come out at quarterback. It's it's pretty fun to follow and it kind is. of different coaches choose different ways to go about it. Obviously, Clark Lee just chooses the stealth and dagger. Don't tell anyone. And Mike Leach seems to be a little bit more open to the yeah. press on in that regard. But Mississippi State's in an interesting spot because they don't really have a backup. Um, When I was reading on a lot of their message boards, initially the guy that battled with Will Rogers to be the starter, Jack Abraham, um, would have been the presumed backup, but apparently he's not 
on the roster. He's not with the team. So they only have one backup quarterback on this depth chart, and it's Chance Lovertich. Wow. Um, and he is the only backup on this roster. He played for South Alabama last year. Um, his, st- his career stats, he started out in community college in Mississippi and then transferred. He's a three-star transfer quarterback commit um, to South Alabama, played there. Uh, his career stats are 47 of 86, 55% completion percentage for 615 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. So that's his entire career that's, stats. That's all they have at backup right now. So I, I know Vandy's man, they're defense, in a weird, weird spot. Vandy's defense would love to see that guy. They'd love to see Lovertich, however you pronounce that name. But Will Rogers is going to – it looks like he's going to give it a go. And, and we'll see how healthy he is. Who knows, uh, you know, what, what he's able to do. I would assume they're not going to stop. Yeah, the overarching their, point there, Billy, was he's going to give it a go because – they don't really have any, yeah, they don't have they Mike have Wright. They don't even have a Musa. They don't have a Jeremy Musa sitting yeah. back there. They don't have really anyone. So, so they're, yeah. he's going to have to give it a go yeah. and just see, see how that AC joint uh, plays. And knowing Mike Leach, he's not going to change anything with that offense. He's going to, he's going to look at this Vanderbilt defense and say, we can beat them on the edge. And that's one of the, one of the things we talked about with Andy and he thinks they're going to attack that too. So will, but going to Vandy now and, and Vanderbilt's of course, they're coming off a heartbreaking 21, 20 loss at South Carolina, obviously a winnable game. I think this Mississippi State game is winnable, not as winnable as South Carolina. But if, if the right things go Vanderbilt's way, I think they may have a chance in this one. But the Gamecocks scored with less than a minute to play, and, and that beat Vanderbilt. And that's that's what some, that's something that we looked at and said, okay, if, if we see something different defensively from Vanderbilt against Mississippi State, if they're in that situation, there's going to be a lot of happy Vandy fans because they they realize that Clark Lee made that switch and and saw that that mental adjustment to make it, and and hopefully he makes that. Uh, but for Mississippi State, will I, I? I don't see. I don't see where Vanderbilt their, and their defense matches up really at all. I mean, it, it's it, especially just with the speed. Mississippi State has a lot of speed. They've got Wally on the outside. They they don't involve their tight ends a whole lot. So one of my keys that I'll talk to, uh, I'll get into a little bit later is. It, can Vanderbilt contain those for once? Can can they uh, not allow those tight ends to 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 gain those yards and actually have you know be wide open like they've been? So, will I think I look at this and and it's hard for me to find to find a situation where Vanderbilt's defense can contain that offense. But I think it's going to be more of that you know hey if it's a, if this is a fourth quarter ball game and Vandy's in it, what adjustments do they make? And, and that's going to be interesting to see how many adjustments does Clark Lee and Jesse Menner make. Uh, because I, I'm, I think a lot of Vandy people are confident with their scheme defensively, but when it gets to that fourth quarter, how many things do they change, or are they going to just stick to their roots and stick to their guns and not change much? So that that's what I'm looking for, Will. Yeah, I'm just looking at the entire defensive game plan from the start. So Mississippi State obviously runs the Mike Leach air raid, which yep. started and a lot of a lot of the modern spread offenses have built off of, but the air raid is like a spread offense on steroids. I mean, mm-hmm. they barely run the ball like all they, they do is have, pass. they're by far the lowest running yardage per game in the SEC. I don't have that stat in front of me, but mm-hmm. the, all they do is throw. And so their passing plays, the weird part about playing Mississippi State is a three yard pass for a normal team is not a good pass mm-hmm. for Mississippi state. They live off of those. And that mm-hmm. shows in Will Rogers average average, excuse me, depth of target this year, his average depth of target. So every time he throws the ball, how, how long of a pass was he targeting at that point is only 5.72 yards per target Wow. for Vanderbilt. So Ken seals is 8.79 yards per target. Mike Wright is 11.19, obviously with a smaller sample size, mm-hmm. but that Vanderbilt cannot die by a thousand cuts 
And that is what this air raid offense has done. Spread offenses in the past have done to Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to play press coverage. You're going to have to get up and press these speedy wide receivers on the outside with the risk knowing going in that you can give up these large explosive plays to Mississippi State. But that's not what they want to do. And especially with Rodgers, with that injury, maybe not able to throw the ball at the same capacity, he's going to be looking for even more of those easy completions. So I think that that Vanderbilt needs to capitalize on that and just say, if we get beat up top, I don't think a lot of Vanderbilt fans are going to have issues with being mm-hmm. too aggressive. I think where Vanderbilt fans have issues, like what happening at South Carolina, is when you lay back and are too conservative. I don't think you'll hear Vanderbilt fans ever complaining, saying they were way too aggressive this game in some of these situations. So those words have never come out of my mouth. If they do, then I know we're headed in the right direction. Right. And, Will, you touched on Mississippi State and their offense. They come into this game first nationally in completions and attempts, and they're second in completions per game. They're fourth in passing offense and seven in total passing yards. So, Will, this Mississippi State offense is off the charts, and, and they're right up there with – they're right up there in statistically – yes, they no. are – they are right up there with Alabama. Look at their yardage in the SEC. And look at – Will Rogers has thrown for 2,100 yards through the air. So I'm not I'm saying – I'm not arguing their passing offense. I'm no, saying their offense is yeah. not very good. Well, I, when, I, when I say offense, the, passing is their offense. They, 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 have, they don't run the ball. Like, they, they average 46 yards per game. So what I'm looking at, their offensive focus is they throw the ball. Like, I'm talking to Andy – they, they don't run the ball. They, they look at their runs as those, those short passes. So statistically, they're through the air, they are right up there. So that's why I look at this Vanderbilt challenge and say, okay, what, 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 ad, what advantages does Vanderbilt have and, and what can, how, how can they attack this, this, this Mississippi State offense? But we'll move into Vanderbilt's offense. Mike Wright and, and the, his ability to run the ball. How do you see him faring? You, I know you have some research on Mississippi State's defense. They're not anything to write home about. They're, they're obviously lower there in the SEC. But when you look at Mike Wright, do you think he can have the same success against South Carolina because he has a whole week of practice? Mississippi State knows what's coming. You know, Clark Lee announced Mike Wright as a starter. I think he could have some, sex, some success running the ball, but through the air, that's where he's going ha- to have to make those same sort of plays he did against South Carolina. Yeah, Mississippi State's run defense is actually pretty good this year. I believe that they're ranked about fourth in the conference yeah. or fifth in the conference, somewhere around there. It depends on if you're looking at just SEC uh, versus SEC competition or overall. Where they struggle is in the passing game. And mm-hmm. the defense is not anything to write home about, but it's yeah. not bad. I do want to say, Billy, though, their offense, it, their passing statistics, yes. If you look at their passing, just passing across the country, they, are, they rank very highly in just passing. But overall yards, I mean, they're sick, like what, sick? They're eighth in the conference, averaging 409 yards per game. Um, they, but they just, their stats are so good passing because they have zero running game. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that, their that's focus. where I want to. That's their yeah. focus of the offense. I know their offense is not, you know, they're not up there nationally, yeah. but statistically. But where Mike, sorry, to get back to the exact point where you're going on, which is Mike Wright. Mike Wright, you got a little off track. Mike Wright <laughs> against this, they, Mississippi, where Mississippi State succeeds and i'm struggling with words today really badly (laughs) but where they succeed is getting pressure creating havoc from that defensive line there and mike wright with his legs has an ability to kind of kind of combat that if you could choose a game for the remainder of this year where i would look at it and say i would trade a better running quarterback with more speed and elusiveness over one with a better arm this would probably be that game that i would point to Uh, their tackle for loss rate on the year is number one in in sec play 
uh, with 13.14% tackle for loss rate from their defense. There it is. And number two in that is Alabama with just over 11% for Alabama and SEC play. So that's pretty impressive. Vanderbilt is going to have to focus on not having these negative plays because it's not that this defense is that good. They are good at creating losses and then getting you behind the chains, which then forces you to then try to do more and forces your yeah. offensive line to protect for longer. So not getting behind the chains and utilizing Mike Wright and protection schemes to kind of get him out of the pocket. Some of that stuff we saw early that we kind mm -hmm. of really didn't see later in that game that was having success. Yeah, I mean, Mike Wright through the air, 206 yards. That Again, that's mm -hmm. not some kind of spectacular performance. He rushed for 41 yards. But, Will, he, three of his passes accounted for the Doors' lo three longest plays from scrimmage so far this season, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. I mean, they, had their, they had their first 40 yard over 40-yard pass completion right off the bat to Cam Johnson. So I think those big chunk plays where Mike is able to get out of the pocket and find a receiver that maybe got loose from a DB, that's going to be key because if they could keep doing that, that – that, you know, a lot of those plays put Vanderbilt within the 30-yard line. So, and maybe who knows what happens in the red zone. Hopefully, we don't see some of the same play calling. But, uh, but Will, let's let, let's get into three keys here. And, and a lot of our keys are, are the beef of this this episode. So, we'll, we'll, we have a lot on, on these first three keys. Um, but I want to see some Chris Pierce. He's my first key. And I'm not saying Chris Pierce hasn't shown us anything this season. He's had some, of course, huge catches and should have had a touchdown against Florida. But for me, Will, we saw what, what Will Shepard could do. But I want to turn that to Chris Pierce. What can Chris Pierce do in this offense? And obviously, Mississippi State's going to be keen on Will Shepard because of what, what he did last week against an SEC defense in South Carolina. But for Chris Pierce this season, I don't think we've seen that breakout game. He played well against UConn. But again, that, you know, that's, that's the Huskies' defense. I want to see Chris Pierce able to make those tough catches and, and be able to play the way he did against Florida because he played well against Florida – but, you know, I don't think his skill set has been on full display quite yet. And, and for, for Vanderbilt and their offense, if they can get Shepard going, but also find that second guy to, to kind of counteract what Shepard is doing offensively, Chris Pierce is that guy. Um, because the def defensively, I'm, you, you got to believe Mississippi said to me looking at Shepard after that game. But now where does, where does Vanderbilt turn to? They're going to have to find that guy to turn to. Is it Cam Johnson? Potentially. Is it Chris Pierce? You know, you, you would like to think it's one of those two guys. So for Chris Pierce in this offense, he can play well. We know the kind of player he is, but for him to show it, that's another thing. And so I, 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 that's one of my keys. If, if Chris Pierce can have a similar performance like Will Shepard last week, again, I think that gives this offense a chance. But if Mississippi State does a better job on Vandy's receivers, I think that may limit this Vanderbilt offense. So Chris Pierce, simply put, Chris Pierce is my first key uh, in this one, Will. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good first key because I think it goes to the broader thing of Vanderbilt's not just going to be able to run the ball. Even yes. with Mike Wright, they're going to have to utilize things, getting him out of the pocket, like you mentioned, whether it's RPOs or it's just natural bootlegs and normal. He's mm -hmm. not going to be able to just sit in that pocket and run yeah. that draw play type stuff. And just and he just not yeah, because yeah. this defense, this offensive line is just not going to be, be able to protect. But I'm going to actually right. go on the other side of the ball for my key one here, which is going to be my number one key by far is don't die by a thousand cuts from this air raid. And I want to see pressure. And I've and I've said pressure as a key. And this time I'm actually not even talking about just the defensive line. I want to see press coverage from, yeah, from this secondary. I want to see press coverage. And I don't know if we will. That might not be what Clark Lee wants to do in the scheme. But I, this is our things to watch. It's not keys. And I want to see how far they're playing off on, the, on these Mississippi State receivers. Because if you allow them to, 
this Mississippi State team lives on two, three, four, five yard yes. passes. That's a run play to them. You can't allow them to just move down the field on four, five, ten, and then boom, they're in the red zone, mm -hmm. and then boom, touchdown. That can happen very easily against this style of offense. And also send pressure, like you said, mm -hmm. blitz. If they beat you up top, they beat you up top. But they're either going to have an inexperienced quarterback that, back there that's played in basically two, three games at South Alabama, or they're going to have an injured Will Rogers that's not going to be wanting to take hits. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be wanting to get that ball out quickly. So make him get the ball out quickly. Make him uncomfortable. Because he knows that behind him is their one backup who's inexperienced. Yes. And behind that one backup is no one. Mm -hmm. So they are not going to want to take deep shots. So press, pressure. Get in their face. If Vanderbilt get, gets beat by 70 and you are too aggressive on the defensive side of the ball, that's fine with me. Where I'm going to have an issue is if Vanderbilt sits back in cover three and sits back in these five-yard to eight-yard cushions off and just backpedals into their drops and allows them to hit these quick slants, quick outs the entire game. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is by far the number one key, and that's what everything rides on going into. Is Vanderbilt going to be aggressive enough to stop this Mike Leach air raid offense? They got to get Will Rogers off his spot. I, I love exactly what you said there, Will. If they can get him moving out of the pocket, I'm not sure if he's a guy that likes to throw on the run. He, he may be. But if you're able to get a quarterback out of that spot, out of that pocket, you never know what can happen. And, and I think the – well, of course you want to get pressure early, but I think with this Vanderbilt defense, the longer the quarterback has the ball, and if he is able to scramble out, that's when this defense is able to, I think, punt, you know, pounce on those opportunities and maybe force a punch or fumble out, maybe have a, a, a sideline interception or you know, something, something to that extent. But, Will, my second key here is contain the tight ends. And we, we have talked about this – this key, this thing to watch ad nauseum all season. And it started against Colorado State. Now, I, their ETSU tight ends could have had some success, who knows. Uh, but I point to that Colorado State game, and their tight end, Trey McBride, was the guy. He, he's the, he was the guy to watch, and Vanderbilt let him break loose multiple times. And you saw it against Stanford, too. They had some success with their tight ends, and you know you, you saw it against South Carolina, even Georgia, too, with, uh, with, with, with their tight ends. So I, you know, I, I haven't done a ton of research on, on Mississippi State's tight ends, but from what I'm seeing statistically here, they've got their receivers, they got five receivers over 200 yards, and, and they love, they'll mix it up. So if Vanderbilt can, at, you know, obviously they need to lock down the receivers. Those, those are the, that's the main key here. But I think just for Clark Lee's sake and kind of the development and growth of this program, if they're able for if they're able for once to lock down those tight ends, whether that's in the red zone on one of those short rub routes, or if there's a chunk play from the tight end, I think we'll we'll realize okay they still got work to do on the tight end. So obviously, will the first focus is those receivers and those quick passing routes that you know you got to believe Mississippi State's going to want to attack. But say Vanderbilt's too focused on that, they let the tight end loose. Mississippi State also realizes that every team on film has realized that Vanderbilt has had issues with the tight ends. And I, I you got to believe, again, I, I don't know. Do you have the tight end stats here? What, what are you smiling hey, at here? Uh, so I didn't want to cut you off there, Billy. But oh, technically, Mississippi State doesn't have tight ends on the roster. In that offense, wow. No, wow. they don't. They don't have that position. So just, so just my, my whole so key like, is taken away now. Yeah, that, that's, that's a tough key. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I guess this is a broader point. Say <laughs> a broader example would be a team that actually has tight ends. And, and a, a, an offense, say Vanderbilt goes against whatever team they go against next after Mississippi State. I think it's Missouri. That that I, we're basically giving keys for Missouri right now. <laughs> but well, I guess in a broader point of view, having the let's change it to chunk plays, for example, defensively. If if Vanderbilt is able, obviously that's been a focus all year long. These receivers, you mentioned it, Mississippi State, they like those quick passing plays. 
Who knows how much they've, they've been wanting to go deep this season. If Vanderbilt can stop that, again, you talked about it earlier, uh, but man, that my, my second key is just blown up right there. That, <laughs> it, it will research right there. Let, let, yeah. let's, uh, let, no, I mean, the, let's change that's it air, to chunk that's plays. The, yeah, that, chunk that's, plays. <laughs> that's the air raid. So I don't think Mike Leach has used, uh, used a tight end. I think the last time he had one on when I was reading up before was like 2015, 2014. That's, that's brutal. But, but I wanted to confirm that. because I, when you started giving your key, I was like, I didn't read yours on purpose. Like we talk about not yeah. doing because we don't, we just want to have the most natural keys that we had, but <laughs> wish I would have read that one for you. That but mine is going to go on the opposite side of the ball again. Uh, from okay. you, which is going to be Mike Wright and utilizing his legs. We talked about this when we were kind of going over the Mississippi State stuff, but Mississippi State can wreak some havoc in the backfield with that defensive line, and their run defense is pretty good. So you need to utilize Mike Wright to get him out of that pocket, create some abnormal matchups out there, maybe get Mike Wright in situations where he's one-on-one on the outside with a linebacker. He's one-on-one on the outside with a corner. Mike Wright is a tough guy to bring down. He's very athletic. He's very fast. And what I want to see now that maybe he's a little bit more comfortable, you've had the full week going into after a full game that he was played, that he has played. You didn't see a ton of these rollouts and RPO type of action for Mike Wright with a legitimate option to throw the ball. It was either kind of a run read option or it was a straight up bootleg kind of rollout play action type pass or a normal pass. I would love to see options where it's a designed RPO. I don't know if that's something they've built into this offense, but you didn't see a lot of that. And and it'll be interesting to see if against this Mississippi State defense that I think these would be pretty effective, which this defense is pretty aggressive. Yes. They do give up explosive plays. Those RPOs could be pretty effective, but getting that timing right, and it's something you probably haven't spent a ton of time throughout the season and throughout the preseason knowing that Ken Seals was likely going to be the starter. So, so you have an interesting kind of, you want to be able to do this, but we're already struggling with what we were doing before. So do we really want to completely shift our focus considering it felt like last week we were finally kind of starting to get this passing game to click? Do we really want to try something new? Yeah. So that'll be another thing to watch is, has this offense really implemented legitimate RPO packages? Yes, and, and that goes just, you know, within Vanderbilt's offense and, and you know, the way, they, the way they operate with Mike right now in this offense because who knows how much they, they could have put in an entire new package of plays this week. Who knows? I think some Vandy fans will be happy about that if you see – Mike Wright really using his legs because honestly, well, right now that's his legs are what are, are what makes his offense go right now and him, him being able to get out of that pocket. So uh, we'll see about that. But will my third key is a bend, but don't break defense. And, and we've, we've hinted at this throughout, throughout the year and, and Vanderbilt, I think has done a, you could say average job, you know, on this now, Red zone defense, of, of, of course, against a team like Georgia and, and maybe Florida, it's, that doesn't necessarily apply because they're obviously way bigger than Vanderbilt. I don't think Vanderbilt is at that much of a size advantage. And, and you know, Mississippi State obviously is the more talented team. But I think this is a matchup that Vanderbilt can bend but don't break. And, and I say that with the caveat of this offense is, is tough to defend against, as any air raid offense is. They've got 2,400 total yards on the season. They're averaging 407 yards per game, which, I mean, you look at those numbers and, and you know, as a defense, you know, you got to make some adjustments. Like you said, bring pressure. But in the red zone, I'm really interested to see when Mississippi State, we know they're going to make some long drives. We know it. that With, with the way this offense operates, they want to chew the clock and, and they want to have possession. They want to control possession of the game. 
but I think it changes. I think their offense, as every offense changes in the red zone. And even when you get inside the 10 yard line, is Mississippi State big enough to run the ball? Now they don't run the ball at all, really. 46 yards, uh, I think they're averaging per game rushing. So that's something that stands out. And I think that's a, that could be a positive because Vanderbilt looks at that and they say, okay, they're not going to run the ball much at all. We can key on the receivers. But I think it also could go back to maybe Mike Leach wants to sneak in some run plays there and, and some, some running back draws. Who knows? I doubt it. But in the red zone, Mississippi State's going to – I think that, that they could find some success in the red zone. But for this defense, if they, if they bend, because we know they're, they're, there's, there's likely going to be some bending, but as long as they don't break and if they don't give up touchdowns and force Mississippi State to kick field goals – I think Vanderbilt's in this game. I really do, because I think Mike Wright in this offense has what it takes to compete with an air raid offense. Now, Vanderbilt, this could be a game where they're down two scores throughout it, and they just can't catch back up to that, to that level. But if they can bend but don't break, well, I, I think they've got a shot. So that's my third and final key. Yeah, that's kind of – I do agree with that, because regardless of what my first key was, they're going to put together some long drops. Yes. And they're going to be in red zone situations. So when they are able to do that – you have to hold them to field goals. And Vanderbilt has been held to field goals when they've been on offense, yes. and they have not held teams to field goals, which then ends you up exactly where we yep. are. But my third key is going to be win where you can win and win where you should win. Vanderbilt is actually not a very penalized team. They, are, uh, they actually rank 26th in the country um, in number of penalties per game that are called against them. Mississippi mm -hmm. State is 119th. Now, that's not penalty yardage. I could not find those stats, but that's just penalties because I had heard people talking about that Mississippi State was a very penalized team. That needs to continue. Vanderbilt needs to win the penalty battle here, and they also need to control the ball and control the pace of play as much as possible. It's weird talking about an offense that throws the ball as much as Mike Leach and Mississippi State do that they would be one of the higher-ranking teams in time of possession. And I always say that time of possession is the most overrated stat ever because it does not actually tell you how the game is going. Like right. Mississippi State hasn't really – Perfect example done... is the Florida game. Vanderbilt yeah, owned time exactly. of possession. <laughs> time of possession, what is really key is you controlling the pace of play and controlling the flow of the game in the way that you want to. And a lot of ways, the only stat that really reflects that is time of possession, even though it's not really accurate with these teams that run the hurry-up speed offenses – so that is why I said don't allow them don't allow them to be sitting on the field and tiring your defense out throughout the game by just continuously hitting these quick routes. If they're if they want to get into an explode if they just want to hit explosive plays, that's fine. If they want to go down the field, more power to them. That's not what they do. Get them off their game plan. That's that is where I have had issues with Clark Lee and the staff is their game plans have not gotten the opponents off of their game plans. So it's not that it's not that I don't think Mississippi State is capable of making explosive plays, but that's not what they want to do week in, week out. They want to control the ball. And it mm -hmm. and if you can get them off of their game plan and what they want to do and get this into get them out of their rhythm, their defense is on the field more than they're used to because their offense isn't sitting out there for eight-minute drives and chewing up the clock. I think that will allow Vanderbilt to be in this game. And this Mississippi State team doesn't really know how to win. They're not very good. I don't know why this is being talked about any different than this South Carolina game that Vanderbilt just lost on a last-second touchdown by one point. The, Mississippi State is right down there with them in every deep analytical category, stat. It is Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Mississippi State, except Mississippi State's defense is just better. So why are we talking about this? Like the, Everything I read is Mississippi State. They don't even need Will Rogers. doesn't matter. I'm like, guys, did you not want – this is what we heard about South Carolina last week. <laughs> right. Yes, is Vanderbilt probably the worst team in the SEC? Yes. 
are these barely above them, Missouri, Mississippi State, and South Carolina, good enough to be talked about as Vanderbilt's just an easy walk-in win? Absolutely not. These teams are barely above them in almost any category. So I don't understand how Vanderbilt's still being talked about like this, especially after that South Carolina game last week when you could clearly see that they're not that much less talented and they have improved. So that is where going into this game, I have higher expectations. And hopefully I'm not putting on clown makeup this time and getting my expectations up because it's not that I go in, this this is a must win, they have to win. They don't have to do that. They have to compete. If they come out and get whipped by Mississippi State after the performance they had last week, I'm going to be very, very, very disappointed because that will that that will just take everything out of my mind of positivity that you gained from playing South Carolina close and being inches away from winning your first SEC game since 2019. This week would be a huge step back if you come out and lose mm-hmm. by four scores to Mississippi State, who's right there with that South yeah. Carolina team. Yeah, and on the other side, if Vanderbilt finds a way to win, that's a huge step forward. I think South Carolina was a big step forward, and we talked mm-hmm. about that, Will. And, and it, with Vanderbilt right now, Mississippi State, it, like you said, they're, they're right there. And SEC Mike, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, he actually put Vanderbilt ahead of South Carolina. He has Vanderbilt at 13 in the I SEC, South Carolina at 14. So – I think people are recognizing. I still think there is that. I agree with you. I, I think there is that that perception of Vanderbilt as as literally the basement, and, and no one is is within them and, st- and with that talent. But no, that, that, it's just not the case. We talked about it last week, and and I think what South Carolina told us will is that we should set our expectations higher. I, I really do believe that. I, I'm not saying we should set our expectations for a win against Mississippi State, but I'm saying we should set our expectations for a competitive game. Exactly. And, and that I, that should be of, the expectation. I'm, that sick of Vanderbilt, the expectation. I'm sick of Vanderbilt people going into these games. And, and obviously it's, it's after a loss like that against South Carolina, it's tough to, you know, it's tough to find any positivity, but you lost by one point within the last minute against an SEC team. And for Vanderbilt fans, the perception needs to change. And if they do that again this week against Mississippi State, I think it will. I think it's going to continue to change. But right now, it, I don't think it. I don't think it grew as much as uh, we may think after, against South Carolina. So, Will, let's get into. Yep, let's get into the predictions. We we got our three keys. Mississippi State will is a twenty and a half point favorite in this one, according to Pick Center on ESPN. And the uh, the money line minus uh, sixteen hundred, I think, uh, on Mississippi State. That is what and, I was referring to, and I was saying that I don't know, I don't understand these lines because no, last I, week Vanderbilt was a nineteen and a half point underdog to South Carolina, which made no sense at yeah. all. And this week doesn't make sense either, considering that Tennessee Alabama opened up at twenty three and a half. So you're telling me that that is the same level almost of yeah. differential is Tennessee without Hooker and Vanderbilt and Mississippi State Tennessee and Alabama without Tennessee without their starting quarterback and Vanderbilt against Mississippi State with Mississippi State starting quarterback injured that Vegas line and then it's discussed because of the Vegas line it's discussed as how badly is Mississippi State going to win and I'm like guys 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 this line is two scores too high I mean I would probably have put this at 13 and a half in all honesty Um, not as tight as I would have put the South Carolina game but I don't understand that whatsoever when you look at the stats and you look at who they've played and how they've performed yeah none of it makes sense i think i i think this game could change a lot in that perception i, I think if vanderbilt battles and they lose by either a touchdown or two i, I think that's when some heads will turn in vegas because mississippi state obviously they're a step a, a small step ahead ahead of mm-hmm. south carolina and vanderbilt but it's another opportunity and and, and we'll have to see but will let's get to our picks as as we're running out a little bit of a time but i'm gonna go I, I thought about this one for a while will uh, I, I think there's gonna. I think you're gonna see some points. I, I think with both of these defenses, 
Vanderbilt going against, going against Mississippi State offense with, led by Mike Leach, I think they're going to put up points. I think they could put up upwards of 35, maybe 40, um, because this Vanderbilt defense, they, ha- they haven't shown me much. Now, they played better against South Carolina, but this South Carolina line offense is not Mississippi State. So, with that in mind, I've got Mississippi State 42, Vanderbilt 27. I think Vandy puts up some points. I think they showed against South Carolina they can move the ball, and this Mississippi State defense is not anything to write home about, and we've talked about that. So, I think, Will, the key is, though, if Vanderbilt lets this get out of hand, how does that change their offensive mindset? Because that will affect my pick here. I think it could also be a, a game where it's 42-14, 42-20. If Vanderbilt's offense kind of, you know, whether they stop their game plan or, or you know, give in to, you know, what's going on in the game, I think this also – I think Vanderbilt could get to 30 points. I, I think they can compete in a shootout <coughs> in this game with the Mississippi State. So, Will, I've got Vandy – Losing 42 to 27, I think they put up points, but they just don't they, – they, they, uh, they, they can't compete with that Mississippi State offense. So there's, there's my pick. Lock it in. Thank God that you went that side because 42 to 27, I actually have Vanderbilt scoring 27 points as well wow. um, because you hit on the exact way that I see the game could go. I could see Mississippi State coming out in that air raid, just relentlessly moving the ball. Vanderbilt cannot stop the quick passing game. I can see that. I think from everything that I've seen and watching how he was after the game against Alabama and during the game after he was playing through that injury, I think this injury to Will Rogers is going to play a bigger factor than people are, people are talking about. I think they're downplaying it on purpose. Um, and I think that that is going to cause them to struggle to move the ball because they were able to move the ball a little bit before that injury. Um, and I think they're going to play a little bit more timid. They're not going to go for the deep, any deep shots, really, if he is playing in the game. They're certainly not going to want to do that if they have the inexperienced backup. So I have Vanderbilt 27. I think the Mississippi State offense well, really, say, really, say your score really, one more time. Say your score. Vanderbilt 27, Mississippi State 24. Got I'm it. calling my shot. I'm calling my wow. shot here. This is this is the game <laughs> that this is the one as negative as I've as I've been. This I think they they got confidence built in Mike Wright, and they're going to allow him to do more in this game against Mississippi State. I think this team built up confidence against South Carolina, saying, "Oh shit, we can do this. I we like are just it. as good like as it, these Will. guys." And I think it's the perfect timing of a beat up Mississippi State team, maybe coming off that ass kicking to Alabama and saying, "Oh, here come we got to travel to Nashville." and go play Vanderbilt, it's going to be an easy win. And you're coming in with a beat-up team with an injured quarterback and no experience behind him. And I think that's just going to play a bigger factor than people are taking into account. Like it. It's on I, his throwing well, shoulder. I like I like the motivation. I like the confidence, Will. Hopefully Vandy plays with that same confidence. Will's got Vandy winning 27-24. I've got Vandy losing. Don't let losing, me down, so, guys. Hey, Don't let me down. There's a lot riding on this one. I wonder how much – are you going to put any money on it? i got to ask you. It's, it's too late now. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, too late now. But yeah, it's already been put on it <laughs> okay but on the door report sports book lock it in it is lock locked it in. in it is locked but, in, but legitimately not not advising to bet the money line on this game <laughs> even though i did predict it the the point spread if you can get vanderbilt at 21 and a half hold on, uh, hold you, on. you probably get it about like minus 150 if you can buy that point that is a very very big value bet so very, uh, take a look into that one if you dabble a little bit big, in big sports val- gambling. big value point there for will will's got yeah. the commodores winning one of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. Hopefully it's you, Will. I, I, I really, really hope and pray. So Vanderbilt coming up, Mississippi State, 4 o'clock Eastern time. By the way, the SEC Billy, before, uh, before you call me crazy for that, though, remember, hey, I've I, only missed one game all year, and it, yeah. was the, uh, and it was the ETSU game. I got Colorado yeah. State right. So hey, uh, you got it. You, You've been hot, man. You, I, I'm not, I'm not calling you crazy. I, I love up. it. 
I love it, dude. I love it. No doubt about it. I'm ready to get hurt again, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Hey, you're not putting on the clown makeup. I know that. So (laughs) we're good in that regard. But Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, 4 o'clock, SEC Network at at, uh, Vanderbilt Stadium there at Dudley Field. But coming right up, Andy Kostka, Mississippi State beat writer from the Clarion Ledger, up next here on the Door Report. Powered by Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Welcome back into the Door Report. I'm Billy Derrick, and I am happy to be joined by Andy Kostka. Hopefully, I got that last name right. Uh, that, that's one of the tougher ones we've had, but he covers Mississippi State for the Clarion Ledger down there in Starkville, Mississippi, as the Bulldogs get ready for their trip up to Nashville uh, this Saturday for a four o'clock Eastern time kickoff on the SEC network. Andy, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. Doing well. Thanks for having me. I want to start here, uh, you know, quarterback, obviously most important position on the field. And I want to start uh, right there for Mississippi State. Will Rogers currently leads the SEC in passing yards with 2,162 through the air. But what is the status of his injury he's sustained against Alabama? That's something a lot of people are looking at. He, he should be good to play. He's been practicing okay. this week. Uh, it's a, considered a pretty minor sprain in that shoulder. So he, he should be good to play. Uh, which is obviously a big boost for Mississippi State because we, we haven't seen another quarterback you know on this team throw passes. Will has been pretty consistent this season, of course, that Alabama makes uh, makes opposing quarterbacks look right. like that sometimes. And that those those three interceptions, you know, plus the injury he sustained during that game, you know, might that might have played a role. So uh, you know, he did struggle quite a bit against Alabama. That was the first time he hadn't thrown a touchdown pass in the game since he played Alabama as a freshman. Wow. So he, he's, he was on a you know pretty good tear this year. Uh, you know, a lot of 400-yard, 300-plus-yard games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that happens when you're in Mike Leach's system, though, with, with the air raid. You're going to throw right. it 50, 50 times a game. So uh, not, not the, you know, obviously it, it takes a lot to get up there, but it's not unreasonable to expect a, a pretty high uh, number of, passing yards and, and you've seen it I mean yeah he leads the leads the conference in passing yards and, and he's done it with uh you know his completion percentage is pretty high too it's not like it, it's not like he's throwing them up there and you know just kind of hoping it, it's a lot of um taking what the defense gives them and you know I think just with and we, we, you can expect this is this uh the Saturday with with Vanderbilt they're going to play a lot of zone probably um they have you know for the past couple of weeks even before Mississippi State but they'll play a lot of zone and you know drop eight that kind of thing and it'll be kind of up to Mississippi state not to force things. Um, and, you know, I think will might've forced a couple of balls against Alabama, which led to those three picks, but, you know, if he kind of takes the underneath routes and trusts that his playmakers can make, uh, make one guy miss, it could be a uh, you know, pretty big offensive performance. It seems like this season, there's something different with will Rogers in this offense with Mississippi state. We saw kind of the, uh, the beginning stages of this offense beginning to be formed last season what changed, Andy, from, from last season to this season with this Mike Leach offense? And, and what do you think makes them so much more effective through the air this season? Is it just simply they have a year under their belt under the offense? Or do you think there's been some playmakers in there that have helped? Or what are some of those reasons, you think? I think the two things that you said, that there's some playmakers that have been you know, added. Uh, <laughs> and then another, another, uh, you know, another year. I mean, we've kind of seen this at Texas Tech and Washington State with, with Leach as well. That offense you know, took a big step from year one to year two. I think it's, it's a big adjustment you know, for to kind of get used to you know, throwing it that, that many times a game, right. you know, just you know, four wide out sets almost every single time. You know, that's a big adjustment for an offense. And, and last year, you think about you know, they had KJ Costello starting at the beginning of the season, but then Will took over. Uh, true freshman quarterback, uh, some of the top playmakers in the team between uh, Dylan Johnson, Jacobius Marks, the two running backs, they're true freshmen, Jaden Wally, true freshman. Uh, so you had a lot of, a lot of really young guys and experienced right. in the SEC. 
now they're sophomores, you know, and they're practically veterans on this team, I guess we can say, because yeah, they're, they're young, but they, they have a lot of starts at this point. Um, so they know the office a little better. They know what uh, kind of takes to win or compete at the very least in the SEC. Um, so I think that's a big part. Uh, you talk about some of the additions though. Um, even, even just with some guys just kind of expanding their roles, the, the depth at receiver is better this year, uh, which is a big thing for, you know, a leech offense. You, you need a lot of different, you know, receiving options. Um, mm-hmm. Inside receivers, especially, we've seen some guys like Christian Ford, uh, nicknamed Scooby. Uh, he, he's kind of, he, he's taken a bigger role lately. Uh, we'll see if guys like Ra-Ra Thomas and, and Rufus Harvey kind of take that next step, but they've been seeing an increased snaps recently. Uh, Makai Polk was a transfer from uh, University of California. He came in and, and he's been he's been Will Rogers' favorite target so far. You know, with just I know he played all 80 snaps against Texas A&M. I think he had 17 targets against Alabama. Like wow. that's I mean he, he's he's quite a presence you know on the outside there. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit a little bit of both. I think uh, it definitely helps having another another year uh, and, and plus of an off season where they could actually kind of practice. You know, last year with the with, with COVID, um, it was uh, a little bit more restricted in, in how much they could do before the season. So that, that definitely, it helped having an offseason too. Some of those names you just mentioned are crazy. They've got to be the uh, the All-American, all-name team, Mississippi <laughs> State right now. Some of those are, are wild. But Andy, I want to go to the history of this matchup. And believe it or not, this is Mississippi State's first trip to Nashville since 2009. We were uh, talking before we started, kind of shocking thinking about that. How do you think Mike Leach and his staff are approaching this matchup because of that? Because it's a, a very new place. And of, of course, Vandy, of course, is still in the SEC. But going on the road after last week's loss to Alabama, where's the mood? And how do you think uh, the staff is approaching this matchup with Vanderbilt? Well, I think uh, everyone on the team expects a response, a big response, because they were not happy with the way, you know, and of course you have to, it's always, I mean, that's Alabama, right? You're, you're going to respect that Alabama does that to more teams than just Mississippi state. We've seen it right. year after year, you know, those, those things happen. Uh, but Mississippi state was not happy with some of the self-inflicted things. Like I know they talked a lot about, you know, communication issues between Will Rogers and his receivers. Uh, we saw a couple of those. I mean, what I think his first interception was was really just a miscommunication between he and Makai Polk, which we had not seen, you know, really the season before the Alabama game, which is a, that's a tough time to start having miscommunications. And, uh, you know, they really put an emphasis on that this week. Uh, you know, that they came out, players were fired up. Uh, I know Colin Duncan, the safety, he said, you know, yeah, it's Vanderbilt. They haven't won an SEC game since, what, 2019? Please correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think it's 2019. You are correct there, yep. You know, they're not taking this game lightly. I mean, they they, they expect, you know, a, a strong battle from, from Vandy, and, and they're going to, you know, they want to make a statement, especially this defense, after putting, you know, after allowing four or nine points. And, and they had, they allowed four touchdowns of longer than 29 yards, like just big plays. One of them, a 75-yarder, you know, 151 yards, 146. I mean, they let some big play touchdowns up. And I think that they're pretty, they're, they're very motivated, I'd say, to, to kind of make a statement. You just mentioned the Vanderbilt uh, team a little bit. When you put in the Vandy tape, when you kind of research this Vanderbilt team, what else stands out to you about this team and, and year one in Clark Lee? And, and who do you think could potentially cause some problems, whether it's offensively or defensively for Mississippi State on Saturday? Yeah, well, well you look at starting at the quarterback, but I think Mike Wright is going to be starting. Uh, yes. you know, defensive coordinator uh, Zach Arnett from Mississippi State, he said last night when we talked to him that, this, this was uh, Wednesday night. I don't know when you're publishing this, but Wednesday night, he said, um, you know, he's one of the most kind of athletic runners 
at quarterback Mississippi State has seen. And, and that's going to add, I mean, obviously Bryce Young is, is one heck of a quarterback. They just just played him. He could he can escape the pocket when he needs to. Uh, but it's going to you know, just, you know, who knows, maybe the RPO, the, the option game from Vandy, that if, if they kind of use that, it could really kind of open up, uh, force Mississippi State, especially the linebackers, to make a decision. And who knows if, if that, that could open a that could open a seam in the secondary. So it's going to kind of be interesting to see just what that that running threat for, from Mike Wright uh, does to this defense. Uh, overall, this defense has been very strong, probably the strongest point of the team. Um, it wasn't against Alabama, <laughs> as we as we all saw, but um, it it has been a good defensive unit. Um, looking at just the Vandy defense and. At least to me, like I, I haven't watched extensively for Vandy, but it doesn't seem as if Vanderbilt has too much speed kind of with uh, in that secondary, maybe that linebacker right. core. And I think this is an opportunity for for Mississippi State. I mean, the flare route to the running back just pitched out real quick and have a good block downfield from from the wideout, and suddenly it could be a pretty decent game. I think you're going to see a lot of those quick passing uh, stuff. You know, get try to get Vandy to run sideline to sideline. And I think they're going to test them and say, all right, we have a lot of speed guys uh, between Jaquavius Marks, Jaden Wally, um, Lydiatric Griffin. I mean, they're going to, I, I can guarantee you now, they're probably, I, I would expect at least two or three screens to him because he's, he's a burner and he can, he can have a lot of yards after the catch. Uh, they're going to try to test Vandy a little bit and say, all right, can you match us speed for speed? And that, you know, we'll see on Saturday, obviously, but I don't know if, if Vanderbilt, can match them speed, you know, on, on speed. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. That's exactly what South Carolina tried to do as well. And, and they had some early success. Now Vanderbilt's defense made some adjustments there, but um, again, this, this Mississippi state offense is a lot different than that South Carolina offense. And, and I want to dive more into that offense now running the ball though. It's kind of crazy looking at their stats. They're only averaging 46 rushing yards per game, but through the air, they're top three in the sec. So how do you think they've been able to do that? Because you don't see that a whole lot with now with a Mike Leach offense. That's that's not um, atypical. But do you think Leach will try to establish the run at all against Vanderbilt, or do you think that's kind of something that you know they're they're looking at through the air to kind of say, hey, our screen passes are our run plays in this offense? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> completely correct with the screen passes are the are the running games. So, right. Uh, they they will never try to establish the run. I'm fairly certain of that. You know, it's actually, I take that back. They, they did a little bit against LSU when LSU was, you know, three-man fronts, pr pretty light up there, right. just dropping eight. They, they handed it off more than than usual, mm -hmm. and they actually saw some success. And then, Van, or, excuse me, LSU switched to a four-man front every once in a while and kind of kind of stopped that that running game. And, they, you know, Mississippi State went back to throwing it all the time. Uh, even then, I think it was only 15, 20 rushing attempts. It wasn't like, a, right. oh, wow, it's like 50-50. No, it's... I think they had 10 of the 74 plays against Alabama were designed running plays. Um, wow. So it, it really, it, it's, it's going to be throwing the ball on pretty much every down, but the running backs are very involved. You know, it's, it's one of those offenses, like, you know, people will think like, Oh, wow, a running back on the Mississippi state, but it's like, you're going to be incredibly involved in the passing game, yeah. the screens, the, the quick pitches, whatever it is. You got to catch the ball. Um, yeah, they're going to have to catch it. And, and Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks, and, and actually J.J. Jernigan has seen a little bit more of, a, of an increase in playing time. He's been, he's, actually, he's been listed as the starter on the depth chart, which is uh, kind of funny because he only played seven snaps as the starter on the depth chart against Alabama while Marks and, wow. and, and Johnson both played over 30. So, you know, it's, uh, 
that's that's going to be interesting to see just how those three kind of get involved. But you'll see some two back sets from Mississippi State, and those are great passing sets for him. Just with you kind of have an extra blocker in there if you need it, uh, but you can really swing it out to the to the running back quickly. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's uh it's a case where they're not going to try to establish the run. Uh, they don't. That's not what what Leach does. Um, and it's you know it's kind of, I guess it's worked over his career, right? Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's thrown it that many times a game and it, he's gotten results right. doing it. So yeah. Andy, I want to, I want to go now to with this matchup, it is the first time Mississippi state has come to Nashville since 2009. So that kind of sets the table for, I think you could see a decent amount of Mississippi state fans. Now, I think if this team, you know, potentially had battled with Alabama and maybe uh, found a, a win or two o- over some of their teams so far, you may see more, but uh, in terms of that crowd and kind of how Starkville may travel up to Nashville, uh, what, what are you expecting on Saturday? Yeah, I think uh, Mississippi State fans always travel pretty well. Uh, you know, even even like to Texas A&M, you know, there's quite a, quite a big uh, traveling contingent there. And they obviously saw a game that they enjoyed very much, you know, upsetting yep. them at uh, Kyle Field. So uh, and it's what, five hours from Starkville. I mean, I'm making the drive uh, Friday, getting a little uh, going to a concert Friday night. So that'll be good. Enjoy, nice. enjoy Nashville a little bit. So uh it, it'll be it'll, it should be a pretty decent away crowd um you know this this yeah i don't think anyone was i don't think people enjoyed i don't think fans enjoyed the score line from the alabama game right it was pretty lopsided but i don't think anybody would have said like oh we expected to win that game so i it, i don't think that really uh has dampened spirits you know i think you know plenty of fans will make that trip it's a pretty pretty easy trip to make uh you know up the you know, just, just North about five hours or so, I guess under five hours. Yeah. Right. Right there in the middle of the Southeast, kind of the hotbed for, for the conference. And uh, we'll see, it should be a fun matchup Saturday. We got to get your prediction though, before we let you go, we like to uh, bring a guest on, get their prediction. So four o'clock Eastern time, SEC network going to set the table, Vanderbilt, Mississippi state, who you got Andy? Uh, Mississippi state wins um, 31 to 17. I think gotcha. they, I think Vanderbilt covers the spread. I'm pretty sure the spread was like 23 points or something. I think like it's that. 20 and a half. I think right now. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think I still, yeah, it's still closer than uh, that's still further apart than, than what I just predicted. So it, it won't be a, I mean, we saw last year, right. When, when Vanderbilt, you know, came down yeah. to, came down to Starkville, it was a pretty close game. So I wouldn't expect a, a blowout of epic proportions here, but I, I do think Mississippi state won't have that much trouble. They'll be pretty, pretty pumped up to kind of make a statement after, after the Alabama game. And it seems like Vandy's always catching those teams where they're mad after yeah. that victory. So, uh, uh, you know, Vanderbilt and Mississippi state Saturday, four o'clock Eastern time kickoff on the sec network. Andy Costka Costka has been our guest Mississippi state beat writer from the clarion ledger. Andy, good luck with your coverage. Enjoy the concert on Friday and uh, ha- have fun in Nashville. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate it, man.